As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. You're listening to episode 86, brought to you by Cultivate What Matters Power Sheets and Simple Contacts. To find out everything about the new 2019 Power Sheets, just go to boldturquoise.com forward slash Power Sheets. And for $20 off your order at simplecontacts.com, just go to simplecontacts.com slash lovely20 and enter the code lovely20. Welcome to Cultivating the Lovely. I'm your host, Mackenzie Coppa. You can find out more about the podcast at cultivatingthelovely.com, in our Yellow Brick Road membership community at patreon.com slash cultivatingthelovely, and in our Facebook group. I would also love to connect with you on Instagram, where you can find me at Mackenzie Coppa. That's M-A-C-K-E-N-Z-I-E-K-O-P-P-A. Ladies, this week I have one of my favorite friends and most common interviewee on the podcast, and that's Trisha Goyer. And we are talking about her brand new book, Calming Angry Kids. And out of all the books that I have posted this year on Instagram, this has been the one that I've had the most responses from you guys about. Because I think all of us are kind of, even if in an underlying way, dealing with some anger in our kids. I think maybe it's part of today's society or something. I don't know, but a lot of you have reached out to me about this book, which makes me even more excited that we actually have a giveaway running this week on my Instagram page. So head over to at Mackenzie Coppa on Instagram to enter the giveaway for this book. And I really hope you enjoy today's interview as I talk with Trisha about it and the background on what made her write it. I think you guys are really going to like this episode. I know I got a ton out of it and have really been enjoying the book. Also, if you want to get more out of our Cultivating the Lovely community, we are starting to wrap up our year for the Patreon community and it's been so much fun all the homemaking and self-care things we've done this year. In October we're talking about transforming our homes for fall and really learning to process our days better so that we don't have as much weighing on our minds. So that's going to be coming up in our private What Ingrid and Fiona Like podcast episodes which are so much fun and Rebecca and I really enjoy doing them for all of you. Plus when you join the Patreon community you get all the access to everything we're doing with the same page podcast podcast as well. So all the Yellow Brick Road podcast episodes and fun exclusive things we're doing with that. I'm trying to add in more live video and podcasts and really create good resources that you guys are going to enjoy and find valuable. So if you want to join us over there, you can go to patreon.com slash cultivating the lovely. We would love to have you be a part of our community and we really hope that you enjoy it. Lastly, one little thing before we jump into the show. If you haven't had a chance to leave a rating and review in iTunes, I would so appreciate it if you would just hop over there and leave a quick little star rating. It can be a five sentence review. Or if you want to go a little bit more in depth, we would love to be sharing more of these reviews on the show. So if you'd like a little shout out, then go ahead and leave your rating and review in iTunes and let iTunes know, hey, people are listening to the show. It makes a big difference and I so appreciate it. So thank you to all of you who are doing that. All right, but this episode is so good. It's with Trisha, like I said, and we're talking about our kids and how they can be angry sometimes and how to deal with that. So I think we should just go ahead and jump right in. Welcome back, Trisha. Hey, Mackenzie. How are you? I am good. How are you? I'm doing good. It's always fun to sit and chat with you. I know. I am so excited to have you back on the show because I was looking this morning and I think you have been the guest that has come on the most who isn't officially a co-host of the show. (laughs) Yay! I know. It's so fun. I always look forward when we just get to sit and chit chat. 
I know. And it's like girl time because all of my other kids, I don't know what they're doing around the house. They're doing (laughs) something, though. That's so funny. I know. I have my brother watching my three-year-old. And and we actually got to meet in person this summer. Yes. Finally. I know. After all these years. Yes. That was awesome. I loved hugging your neck and sitting there talking face to face. I know. We actually got to eat lunch together and look at each other. It was it was so fun. And I had I had put on Insta stories that day saying, oh, I finally get to meet Trisha and all these people afterward. I was like, oh, it was so great meeting her. And they were like, wait, you didn't show us any of it. We didn't even take a photo. I I like realized. After you drove away, like, we didn't get one photo. I know. Like, we finally, after all these years, get to sit there and then, yeah, it just didn't happen. But you had had, like, the wheel break on your suitcase. And yeah. It was, like, not the easiest travel experience you had just had. So I was just yeah. excited to, to get to be together. So that was yeah. so much fun. And we were just focused on each other. We forgot yeah. about all those other people out there. Yeah. And sometimes you just need to do that. So. Yeah. That was super fun. But if people have somehow missed you from the many times you've been on the show, would you introduce yourself and tell people where they can find you? Sure, absolutely. I'm just Trisha Goyer, and I've been married to John for 28 years, and we have 10 kids. We have three biological, then we've adopted seven, and we have six kids still at home. So our oldest adopted went off to college this year. So it's so weird. I'm like counting heads all the time. I'm like, wait, we're missing one. Oh, wait, she's at college. (laughs) And I homeschool them. Um, I also write books. So I have, I think, 72 books um, out in print, which the first one came out in 19. 99. So it's been yeah. like, not like I've written them all in the last three years. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a while that I've been writing. But, um, and then my website is just trishagoyer.com and T R I C I A G O Y E R.com. And I love um, connecting with people there or any of the social media sites. I'm always, always on those places too. Yes. And you do such a fun job of it. I remember asking you one time because you had Walk It Out come out. That was last fall, right? Yes. And you've got this great group in there. I was like, do you schedule all of these posts? Like you've got such amazing content. And you're like, no, I just throw it all out there. (laughs) Whenever it comes to mind, I was so impressed because I get so bogged down by that. So I was just so impressed by you. Yeah. I don't have time to sit and plan stuff. It's like, okay, just got to do something. (laughs) And see, I'm the opposite. I'm like, I don't have time to just figure it out on a whim. I've got to like get it done in advance or I'm losing my mind. So it's so funny. But yeah, I I was going to ask you. So because it seems like every time you come on the show, you've had some big transition. And so you sent a kid off to college. That's a, a big transition again this year. How is that going? It's going good. It's so funny because our first three, they all did community college first. Um, okay. And so they lived at home. And so, yeah. and then even when they went on, my daughter went on and got her bachelor, she still lived at home. In fact, she shared the room with one of the, with the baby at the time. And oh. so they've always been home. So this was like the first dorm experience. Yeah. And so like driving her down there and she's only 45 minutes away. So yeah. it's not even that far. Yeah. But like, ahead of time I had all the lists and I was like buying stuff and ordering from Amazon and she had spent three weeks with her sister who's a missionary in the Czech Republic so she was gone for three weeks so she came home and she walked in her room she's like mom what is all (laughs) this stuff and I had like a set of dishes and I had like a trash can and I had a lamp and and she's like and she liked it all and it was funny but my husband's like you are are out of control (laughs) but like I never like Help the kid actually like move into a dorm room so it was fun two yeah. of her sisters my husband and our old our 25 year old son and um, one of her friends went and we had a room set up in like an hour I mean we were just That's like awesome yeah so it was great and she comes home every weekend so that's um, nice. it's great that we could spend time with her yeah that's really nice that she's like far enough away to feel like she's kind of being independent but then close enough to be able to come back really often yeah, and I'm I have to like hold myself back, you know, from texting every day, like, did you do your homework? Did you <laughs> do your so homework? Funny. Did you attend class? Yeah. We like we like figured out because she got a big scholarship and she's at a private Christian school. Wow. So we don't have to like pay for all of it. We do have to pay for some of it, but we figured out like for every class is worth like ninety dollars. <laughs> so wow. I'm like, don't miss a class. It's yeah. like run away almost a hundred dollar bill. Yeah. So I'm trying not to be like too overbearing, but it's hard. <laughs> but it's good to be aware of those things, like to think about it, like, oh, I just threw away that much money by not going. I probably should have had that perspective. Not that I skipped a bunch of classes. I totally didn't. I wasn't that kid, but 
I may have missed math lab on a number of occasions. <laughs> and so I should have probably had that perspective. That's well, fun. yeah, that's awesome. And it's so cool for her to like be gone and then get home and realize how much effort and thought you'd put into it. I mean, that had to make her feel good. Yeah, she was super excited. And I think there's only like a couple things when we got down there that we hadn't gotten. So it was fun. And I was like, like she helped pick out the bedding. So I was really buying, you know, stuff that was like the trash can. She didn't yeah. really care about the trash yeah. can. <laughs> so it was fun. That is super fun. I love that. And then don't you have another grandbaby on the way? We do. Yeah, my daughter in the Czech Republic. Um, her so and her exciting. husband are due in January. So I will be going over there Fun. in January and get to do the Nana thing. Um, leave the, all the other kids behind, which is going to be hard, but it's yeah. going to be fun. Like focus on her and the baby, and John's going to be able to go over too. So, oh, yeah, that's going to be hard. It's like leaving. Like once yeah. we get there, like hold the grandbaby, like to fly twenty four hours home. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. But what a blessing that you get to be there. I'm so glad that you get to go. Yeah. And I'm so thankful. You know, we we Skype like almost every other day. So we talk all the time. And yeah. the other day she like put the um, her phone down to the belly so I could talk to the Aww. baby. Baby needs to hear English because yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of check. Um, That's so, so funny. It's awesome. So I'm just thankful that we live like in this day with technology yeah. and not that like, we put her on a ship and never saw her again. So. Yeah. Absolutely. And with all of the historical fiction you've done over the years, that's probably even more acute. Like, oh, this is what it could be like, but at least we have this. Exactly. Yes. That's awesome. I love it. Well, you have a great new book coming out this fall, and I want to talk about it because I love catching up with you. But this book, I mean, I think I might say this about every book you come out with, (laughs) because Walk It Out last year was so good and I've referred it to so many people who just love it but this one I almost feel like is kind of the next step in the journey from walk it out because like walk it out was great I gave it to my friend who is also going to be adopting out of the foster care system this Mm -hmm. fall and she just loved it she ate it up she made a bunch of notes on it and thought it was so good but calming angry kids your next book is the perfect follow-up because okay you've walked it out you followed God's plan you have these children now what do you do with them and I think it I mean definitely this is coming from your perspective having adopted kids out of the foster care system and dealing with those kinds of things but I know for me personally it hits really close to home having my kids have had their own sources of trauma and are definitely dealing with anger and dealing with anger in a lot of different ways for individual ways, you know, that my kids are. But I think also out of all of your books that I have had you on the show for or shown on social media, this is the one that people, I mean, the title is pretty blatant, but just right out the gate, I've had this huge response from people saying, oh my goodness, I need that book. So that's awesome. I think so many times, like we never think about anger, like we think about becoming parents and we think about all these wonderful things and sitting around the campfire and making s'mores, but then we become parents. And I think you're so right. Like, every kid faces some type of trauma and yeah. like there's just hard stuff in life that kids have to face. And whether it's, you know, divorce in the family, whether it's um, tropical storms or hurricanes, yeah, yeah. Or, I mean like all these types of things, kid, things, Bullying make kids anxious. Or, you know, whatever. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's so many things that they have to face in everyday life and, or even like kids that um, have sensory issues mm-hmm. or kids that don't like dealing with crowds and get overwhelmed. And then all of a sudden they're angry and we don't know what's going on. So there's so many things like once I started, you know, taking our kids to therapy and really getting help. It's just like, there's so many things that bring kids to anger um, that we may never expect. And another thing is anxiety, just of the crazy schedules. I think as parents, we like try to give our kids all the things that we always wanted and then they're overwhelmed and then they bring out anger and we're like, wait, we're giving you everything. How can you be mad? And they're like, I don't know how to handle all the pressure. So there are so many things that make kids angry. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And they all handle it different at different stages. And I really like that about your book because I think, well, kind of, first of all, you talk about how we as parents are dealing with 
our own anger and how how to kind of deal with them. But then you go through each of the different age stages, which, you know, I always think like, oh, you've just got, you know, younger kids or whatever. Like, no, you've been, you've got grandkids. You've been through the whole <laughs> thing and you kind of are experiencing it all at once. And so you're such a valuable person to be able to turn to for that wisdom because you really have experienced so much. And so I really appreciated you being able to break it down into all the different stages and what that looks like and how to deal with it. I just think you have so many practical tools in this book that parents can pick it up and really have not just like principles or, you know, like, oh, you know, pie in the sky ideals or like theology about anger. It is, this is, these are steps you can take, which I really appreciated. And I think that comes from, you know, when we first adopted kids, um, we brought home Sissy and Buddy. She was five and a half and he was two. And um, I, you know, even though I had three biological kids, I'm like, oh, I'm the professional mom. <laughs> I've been parenting for 23 years. And my oldest, you know, my oldest two were adults and my uh, my third was 16 at the time. I'm like, I've got this. <laughs> yeah. Then, I mean, all these tantrums and fits and I remember going into the therapist's office um, and it was this, this intern. She must have not been older than like 24 or 25. Yeah. And I'm like, tell me what to do yeah. because all the parenting stuff that I had done was not working. I tried time out and it would just make things worse. I mean, yeah. everything I tried did not work. And I remember just sitting there with a notebook and just like she told me exactly how to handle the situation and how to talk and how to raise my voice and how to praise instead of, you know, I mean, just I mean, I was taking notes because I had no idea how to deal with a kid with these type of issues. And so really, that's what I wanted to give readers. I wanted them to be able to like, okay, exactly. Tell me exactly what I need to do. Cause I remember being yeah. in that position, like just being so unsure and whatever I was doing wasn't working. It was just making things worse. And I was getting angry. I never thought I had an anger problem before. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, okay, tell me what to do. And so really I tell, I share a lot of our stories, mm-hmm. but then also just practical stuff. Like this is how you could help kids. Yeah. And I really appreciated how transparent you were in the book. I mean, you really do share not only the stories, but your own reactions and the things that you feel like you failed on and that, you know, you wish you would have done differently or this is how you're going to do it next time. Or, you know, I just I really appreciated that you didn't act like, oh, I had it all together or I didn't have my own anger or, you know, you really got down and dirty in the book, which I really, really appreciated because I think that so much of the time you read these books and it's just, this is how you should do it. But nobody's saying, hey, I've been there. Right. Ladies, I wanted to take a quick minute today to tell you about my hands down favorite planning tool that is about to go on sale in one week. And I really want you guys to get in on it because I think we're going to be using these a lot in the Cultivating the Lovely community this year. And they happen to be power sheets by Cultivate What Matters. Great name, right? We must have things in common. You guys, I've been using power sheets for the last year and they are a terrific way to track your goals. And it can be any type of goals that you are looking to do. It can be whether it's personal, faith-related, business-related, things with your family or your kids. It's really able to be customized and it's a great way to track the progress that you've made over the last year, things you're wanting to work on and change. I'm particularly looking forward to doing this year's pre-work. So for 2019, there's a bunch of goal setting pre-work that you do in the power sheets before you actually get started with the year. And I'm so looking forward to doing that at the end of 2018 and comparing it to the work that I did last year because so much has happened in our life. It's going to be a really nice benchmark for me to be able to see the differences and see how I want to move forward and the things that I even more want to work on now. I absolutely love power sheets and all of the new things that are coming out with power sheets for 2019. I think you're going to love them too. So if you want to get in on it right when it goes on sale, you can right now go to bullturquoise.com slash power sheets and that will take you to the Cultivate What Matters site where you can sign up for the newsletter to find out exactly when they go on sale 
so you can be one of the first people to get them because you guys, they sell out every year. So again, go to boldturquoise.com slash power sheets. You can find out exactly when they go on sale. Plus they'll be letting you know the fun new features they're coming out with, with the 2019 power sheets all throughout the next week. You're not going to want to miss it. So again, go to boldturquoise.com slash power sheets. This is an affiliate code. So you're helping me out as well. And I think you're really going to love them. We're going to use them this next year. Get your power sheets as soon as they go on sale, October 24th. Yeah. And I think especially coming from, you know, adopting kids from the foster care. I mean, I read books ahead of time. I read books about adoption. I talked to other people, but I wasn't like um, able to deal with the fact that right now I don't even really like this kid that we brought in. And this anger is really getting me mad. And I remember one child in particular, she would just explode so much that every time she'd walk in the room, I would just tense up, yeah. like just waiting for the conflict. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and me like having to go before God and like, God, you need to soften my heart because right now, like I just feel so tense. And I know they can feel that. Like if yeah. you're tense and just waiting for the conflict and asking God to soften my heart. And so really, I, I think there's not a lot of people talking about this thing. Yeah. And, you know, and, and there's like, there's some places like that where I don't name which child. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. So when my children read the book, they'll never know like which one, like I felt that way towards. And I really um, talked with them about like, okay, I'm going to share this story or can I share this story mm-hmm. in the book? Um, and then, you know, with, in those areas are like, who are you talking about? I'm like, you don't need to know, you know, God yeah. worked on my heart. Yeah. So it, it really was a balance. Like, even though I am being transparent, it was hard because yeah. I don't want my kids to feel like I'm just slamming them, but yeah. they all like totally gave their approval. In fact, the older girls came to me crying and like, mom, we were so mean to Aww. you. And I'm like, you know what? I mean, I grew in it. They grew in the process. Even yeah. last night, they because they, the copies are in, the first copies are in, and they were looking through the books. They're like, Mom, you did so much for us. And I, just, I think it's just helped kind of bring us together because, yeah. you know, they don't really know kind of what we're going through and yeah. our thoughts. And, and it's helped them to read and say, oh, Mom was thinking this way or Mom really struggled with this or Mom really turned to God in prayer. So it kind of has helped our relationship, even though it's been hard to be that transparent. Yeah, but man, what a full circle moment and how valuable for your kids to be able to have that perspective on what you went through. Because I think as as children, we, I mean, even thinking of my own parents or, you know, like, especially when you're younger, you don't really think about how your parents are dealing with things. And so what a valuable experience for them to actually have a book to kind of peek behind the curtain of your life and be able to have sympathy back towards you and empathy. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the, one of our girls said, mom, can you write more stories about us like this? I'm like, well, we'll see if it's a different book. Like I'm not going to write any more angry stories. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe a different book. But another my, one of my other girls after she had read it that like the initial copy um, that I had just printed up before it was in print to get their approval she's like uh thank you you know, you thank me now and I'm like what do you mean ah! if we weren't angry you wouldn't have a book to write oh that's <laughs> hilarious like, oh my goodness I'm like I never want to live through it again but yeah. I'm thankful where we are now yeah yeah I totally get that and I do want to I mean I want to make sure that people really know this isn't just for parents who have kids who've been through you know, foster care or those kinds of things. I mean, and we kind of already hit on that, but I know for me, a lot of the things that you are explaining, I mean, all of my kids are dealing with their anger in a different way and anger over different things. Like not all of them are angry about the same things through the process that we've been through for the last year and that it's ongoing and all of that. But I have that, you know, specific kid too, who just has a harder Mm -hmm. time with it. And makes it hard on everyone else. And it that, that is something that I have to keep asking God, like, help me to even know what to do with this child, because you can just be at a loss sometimes. And so there, I just so appreciate that about this book, that you have a totally different experience from mine, but I can completely apply the principles. And our, both of our experiences happen to be a little bit more heightened in trauma, but I don't think mm-hmm. that it has to be just for kids who have like the crazy trauma like our kids have gone through. 
you know, it, there really are just so many solid parenting principles that are just like godly ways to parent. We all, even if there's not trauma, we all get mad at our kids or we all get frustrated with our kids' anger or don't know how to deal with them or don't understand why they can't verbalize what it is that they are going through or, you know, and so those parts of this book, I think, are just so incredibly valuable to everyone. Yeah. And I think so many times it helps to see, um, you know, every kid struggles with anger. I think sometimes we think, Mm -hmm. oh, because our kids have gone through so much that they struggle with anger, but really every kid struggles with anger. And in the book, I also talk about like external anger and internal anger, Mm because sometimes the harder anger is the kids that kind of like hold it inside and you know, something's wrong, but they don't know how to verbalize it. So some kids may not know how to handle their anger and so they have a tantrum and throw themselves around but at least they're like expressing it I think harder sometimes as the kids that hold it inside that it's all internal that they just feel themselves shutting down and then we don't know how to reach them so I try to because I have kids like that too you know it's like there's some that are explosive there's some that are implosive Um, it's like God has given me okay one of these and one of these (laughs) these to deal with but I think um, kids you know we know all our kids when they're born even though they came from the same parents too they are all completely different and kids handle anger differently so I think some parts um some tools can help some families with certain types of kids and some tools can help with other types of kids but yeah I realized like this is an every kid issue um sometimes it's it's more heightened because of experiences but every kid has to deal with anger and has to learn how to control their emotions and every parent's needs to learn like how to help their kids. And I think that's really what I wanted to show them. It's not like, so many times we think it's like us fighting against our kids, but really it's us figuring out, okay, how can I help my child and how can I help them find calm and control themselves and be their advocate in this, in these situations instead of feeling like, okay, we're putting on the boxing gloves every time anger happens. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's so important like I had someone reach out to me and say, oh, I really think this book looks good. And my kid is only 20 months old, but dealing with anger. Like, do you think this would be a good book? And but like I said, you've got all the different age ranges. And I think even if you have little kids, reading the stuff for the older kids kind of helps you get on top of it before you're there and be able to have those tools that you need to deal with it. And I know, especially as a parent who has a wide range of ages of kids, you know, I think it was my 12-year-old the other day, He, it was, you know, later at night than I wanted it to be, and I was kind of distracted because I had more work to do, and he's talking about Legos and whatever, but at some point, it morphed into more things that were serious that he wanted to talk about, and I still, though, was thinking, like, he's talking about Legos, mm-hmm, yeah, okay, <laughs> and then he was like, Mom! I'm pouring out my heart to you here. Stop for a second. I was like, oh, okay, yes. <laughs> I should I should be on cue with you. But it's so different to have a 12-year-old who can verbalize that. Like, hey, mom, I need more of you right now. Can you pay attention for a second? Versus a six-year-old or a three-year-old who doesn't know how to advocate for themselves or be able to really put into words what it is they're dealing with. And so it's so great to have like a resource like this that helps me deal with all those different stages and ways of being able to express themselves. I just really like it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. And I think you're so right. Like if this, you know, can we get something if there's a, they have babies or toddlers? Absolutely. I mean, anyone who's had a baby that's been angry, like we know. Babies can get angry too. Toddlers yep. can get angry too. And sometimes it might be their blocks topple over. Like it's yeah. still all things that we can learn to teach them, like how to handle the anger. And I think so many times, like we teach our kids how to go potty on the toilet and how to yeah. tie their shoes and how to ride their bikes. But it's so much harder to teach them like how to, you can still get angry, but how to handle it in a okay situation or, you know, how to not get angry at times. Or, I mean, but there are times like it's, there's justifiable anger. Like if there's, yeah. if we see someone being a bully, like they can get angry, but teaching them like how to control themselves and how to communicate um, in a way that can help and not hurt. I mean, there's so many things that we can teach our kids. And I never really thought about that with our yeah. first three, it just kind of happened. But yeah. afterwards I'm like, okay, I need better tools than I have. And I'm thankful that, you know, going to therapy so many years with these kids, really this therapist helped me like, okay, you could do this and you could do that. And so it has really helped a lot. Yeah, I love that. And I think that's so important 
to have those tools and like you said, be able to actually teach this as a life skill. I know even with one of my kids lately, they've been saying things like, well, can I behave good in this place, but not good in another place? I was like, well, no, because that's not making you into the person that you want to Mm -hmm. become later. Like, I want you to have good character no matter where you are. And so it's a matter of teaching this child how to have that good character by using these tools so that they can be that person, even if they're in more difficult circumstance or not. You know, those are just such important things to be instilling in them and really deliberately teaching them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I'm going to give you a pop question here. Okay. (laughs) And I don't know if you can answer it. Okay. Your perspective in the book, because this has been your experience, is really helping kids who've kind of been brought out of a bad situation and then being being able to help them from there forward. Hey, ladies, this week I'm going to tell you a little story about my mom. So she's a very busy lady. She's been having us stay with her or at least be eating meals at her house for over a year now. She works a full-time job and she's got a lot that she's juggling. So having to try to make time to go to the eye doctor can be very difficult. Plus, it can be very expensive, especially when she's having to take time off work to make it happen. So she decided to give Simple Contacts a try last year so that she could just make life a little bit simpler. It was one less thing that she had to worry about and one more thing that she could simplify. She was able to take the Simple Contacts vision test, which is self-guided, in less than five minutes, and she could even do it from work. All she needed was a 10-foot space to be able to take the test. It was super quick and easy, and it was designed by ophthalmologists. And plus, a licensed doctor reviews every single test so she could skip the office visit, but not the care. Since Simple Contacts has all the brands and types of lenses that everyone is familiar with, she didn't have to shop around to find the lenses that she wanted at the best price. It was just right there. And she's not the only one who's having this experience. They have over 5,000 five-star reviews on the App Store because it really is just that simple and that good. The vision test is only $20 compared with appointments that without insurance can cost up to $200, and the contact lens prices are unbeatable. Standard shipping is free, and best of all, they're offering a promotion to my listeners today. So you can get $20 off, which is the cost of the vision test, by just going to simplecontacts.com lovely20 and entering the code lovely20. Now, it's important to remember that this isn't a replacement for your periodic full eye health exam. They only test that your current prescription is still accurate and are able to renew it. So it's still a good idea to go in for those periodic visits. But if your eyes have stayed the same and you just need more contacts, then this is the perfect solution. So again, for $20 off, go to simplecontacts.com slash lovely20 and enter the code lovely20. Do mm-hmm. you have any advice for families that, for instance, are torn apart by divorce or still have their kids experiencing trauma in some way that you have no control over, but how to help them when that's still a constant in their life? Yeah. And I think the number one thing um, when you like, we can't fix every situation for our kids, Yeah. but we can be like I mentioned before, their advocate that teach them to come to us and we could help them, you know, with the anger or we could help them with the calm, with, you know, calm down. And we could also help them go to God yeah. for the situations. Cause there are times like they still have to face whatever. I have a daughter who has health issues. Mm. Um, she has, and it's a chronic thing that she has to deal with that she doesn't like dealing with. And we can't fix that. And it makes yeah. her mad sometimes. And it makes me mad that she has to deal that, you know, with this autoimmune disease yeah. at her age. But we can talk about like, okay, you can come to me when you're upset about this and we can talk about it. And, you know, teaching them to see us as someone that they can communicate with and that they can share their struggles with and let them know that, you know, we can be mad with them. Like, yes, this is not a good situation, but we can be there and we can turn to God together and pray about it and encourage it. And there'll be times like, I don't want to pray about it. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to pray for you or, you know, know that I'm here for you. And I think so many times in life, we're not going to be able to fix our kids' problems. Even my adult kids have gone through stuff and I can't fix it, but I can be there to listen. I can be there to encourage them and I can be there to pray. And I think that that 
you know, if you're helping a three-year-old who gets angry over the shoes and you could show like mommy's here for you or they're seven and trying to ride their bike and fall, you know, mommy's here for you when they're 20 and they're going through stuff. It'll just help build that relationship that we're here. We can't solve all your problems, but we can be there for them. Um, yeah. And really, we could we could see that as an opportunity to to bond and, and have that time together to connect um, that will cont- carry that relationship on because it's so hard. Um, you know, when I've seen friends that their kids have just gone off and they don't have that communication, I'm thankful all those times, even though they were hard, that we spent talking through conflicts, that my kids still feel like they can come to us now and talk about those things. Yeah, absolutely. How valuable and what a reward for all that effort that you put in. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Well, I really want people to go get this book because I think it's so good. It's one of those books that I know I will be keeping around for a very long time, just having as a resource to always be able to kind of return to and be able to think of how, what tool did I need (laughs) to be able to help with this situation? I think it's, it's really invaluable for that. So I, I am loving it. I'm actually still just slow. I like skimmed through the whole thing and now I'm going back and slowly picking it apart so that I can really get the most out of it because I think it's such a valuable learning resource for parents. So well done. Thank you. I think it was helpful for me, like sitting down and like what things really helped me because there's so many things that I learned, but for me to sit down and like, so one of the things that, um, I think that I think about that really helped me that it may seem completely like you wouldn't expect that helps with anger is when our littlest guy, um, he was two and a half and he just was angry all the time. So we, you know, sign up for a therapist. I'm like, what is he going to do? He's not going to be like laying on a couch telling yeah. his feelings, like, what is she going to have us do? And I thought she would like, you know, talk about timeouts or d- different discipline things. Instead, she's like, okay, here's something I want you to do with them. I want you to spend five minutes every day. And I want you to um, let him know that you see him. So if he's, and she'd have us like set aside special toys that were just for that time. She's like, so if he's lining up his car, saying you are lining up your cars. And then if he said something, she had me repeat it. So he'd say blue car. And I say, you have the blue car. And then she had me praise him. Like if he'd hand me a car, great job sharing with mommy. And she's like, you can't lead the play you can't interject anything you're just watching him you're just repeating what he says and you're just praising him and I'm like okay how's this gonna ha- help anger yeah um, but really what it was was he learned that I was there for him he learned yeah. that, he, that I was watching him I was listening to him I was praising him and we did it for months and months and pretty soon his anger was just like gone because he had this bond with me. He felt like I was there for him and connected with him. And the same thing when I went with the older kids, it was a different therapist and she's like, she just needs five to 10 minutes a day. So we would paint nails <laughs> and it was yeah. like, you picked a good color or I like how you're doing those brush strokes. But it, so many times, like we think that it all has to be about in the moment, how we handle anger, but yeah. also there's the side of building that bond and spending that time with that child and letting them see that we are for them in a time that's not conflict um, that really pulls us together. And doing it in those really simple ways, because I think a lot of times we always think like, oh, we need to plan a date night with our kids and like get a babysitter and like, or, you know, find a way to do this and spend money and go do all these things. But it can be just as simple as that and as consistent as that of just spending those five to 10 minutes like intentionally with each child and that seems so much more doable than the other (laughs) yeah and really she's like five minutes a day like you can do five minutes a day and I think that's what helped me and sometimes it led to like 10 minutes or whatever but really I'm like okay I just have to go like you know put on a cartoon and with for the other kids and spend five minutes with this kid and just really showed me like this is something doable and it's something that our kids need like they need that time with us even though it's just five or ten minutes Yeah, I think that's a really, really good tip. And I mean, along with so many of the other ones, I know one that really stood out to me is how you were talking about really like praising kids, like over the top praising kids when they're really dealing with the anger and kind of ignoring the rest. And I I had to do that with my daughter this morning. I was like, I was just reading about this last night. Okay, she's like <laughs> having a rough time, but like just trying to really be there for her and make her understand I'm here no matter what. And then when she did do something good, like, oh, that was so amazing. Thank you so much for doing that. And, 
she was able to kind of pull it out and not be as crazy as she was being. And so I, yeah, I think even just those simple things just to have in the back of our minds are so helpful for the in the moment times. And it, and it seems so fake to us. I mean, yeah. really, <laughs> the therapist is like, if he's angry, you know, or he or she is angry about like having to pick up the toys. If they're throwing toys, if one is even moving in the direction of the toy box, like <laughs> great job putting it in the toy box. Yeah. And it seems like we are so over the top and it's so fake, but they don't see it as that. They're like, wow, mommy yeah. just praised me. So yeah. then of course I'm going to throw more to the, the toy box or even one of my girls was sick and I just was like over the top, like, are you okay? Let me get that thermometer. Like I was like yeah. over the top and, and showing her that, and I felt like it was almost being fake but the next day. She's like, thank you so much for taking care of me. Cause she was like mad cause she's sick. And so I'm like, you know, putting on the nurse outfit, not really, but you know yeah, what I mean? Just yeah. like totally like making her feel like totally cared for it. And the next day she appreciated it. Like, even yeah. though I felt like this is over the top, like they need that. They need like mom to like praise them and like, I'm here for you. And what do you need? I mean, yeah. they, they really need that. And I, yeah, I think especially when you have a lot of kids Mm -hmm. that sometimes when somebody's sick or whatever, it's like you just are trying to kind of like deal with the bare minimum just for survival's sake. But then when you think back to when you were a kid, it's like, oh, those times I really remember and appreciate were when my mom did do that. She went over the top or she got me a little, you know, I still remember she got me a little dinosaur notebook from the drugstore when she went in to buy my antibiotics because it was like, oh, you're sick. I want to just do something nice and special for you. You know, it was like, I still remember that to this day because she went out of her way to try to make me feel better. And I want to do those same things for my kids. I just don't always think about it. Yeah. And I think so many times, like you mentioned, whether oh, well, we have lots of kids, it's a lot. But even with a couple of kids, we get so used to yeah. just man- managing them yeah. and like moving them from place to place and yeah. feeding them that we forget like, oh, they really want us to show them appreciation. And when we do that, then they feel like when they are having a bad time or when they are angry about something, then they can can come to us because we're like we're there for them. Yeah. So I do want to move on to this next part of the podcast, though, that we are kind of implementing right now for this new season. I'm starting to filter it in. And I think, though, it'll be interesting in light of your book and everything, like how you're dealing with your days, is what does a typical day look like for you right now? Oh, so we're homeschooling. (laughs) Yes. my, My typical day is I usually wake up before everybody and I have quiet time, so I have time reading my Bible. Um, I'll make myself a cup of tea and sit there and uh, like sometimes I'll write in a journal. Usually as I'm reading and praying, um, I'll, I also have, well, I'll, I'll mention I have a journaling Bible that I'm doing for one of my kids. So I put a prayer in there. Um, it's my 25 year old that I, or 24 year old that I'm doing it for this year. So I write right. something in there and then usually it leads to some other random writing thoughts so I'm jotting down notes writing about something yeah um and then uh before they get up I try to like get showered and see my talk to my husband for a couple minutes and then the kids start waking up so um the little kids always wake up first make sure they get their breakfast and then I have to go up and wake the older kids up and then we have homeschool so we homeschool from about 9.30 to about 1.30 every day. Um, I do a lot of reading out loud, which is one of my favorite things. And they are yeah. doing Play-Doh or Legos and stuff around the table. And then the afternoons are for podcasting or interviews or writing. Um, and then the evening, try to like around 5 o'clock work on dinner. Um, and then they have Taekwondo a couple nights a week. So, I mean, it's pretty typical. Like every day looks the same around yeah. here. Um, which is good. It's a nice balance of spending time with the kids. And then, you know, when they're completely tired of hearing my voice read to them, yeah. they, they have time to play and do their own thing. And I have time to do my work. And my youngest is going to be eight um, next wow. week. So I feel like we're finally at the place where they can play outside for an hour and I could like peek out once, but they're okay. Like it's yeah. not like having a toddler yeah. where you're having to watch them. So I feel like totally. we're kind of in a good place. Yeah, you've definitely entered that that new older stage again, which is nice. Yeah. Again. Again. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. You definitely have gone through two generations of parenting for sure. That's awesome though. And then how are you currently cultivating loveliness in your life, Tricia? 
Oh, that is such a good question. I always love listening how other people answer on it. <laughs> yeah. It seems like they're doing such a better job. I know. But I think one of the things um, that I try to do is just, and we, we talked about this a little, but just finding those moments where I could spend a couple of minutes with one of my kids. Yeah. Um, whether it's sitting down and them telling me about a book that they're reading or, um, you know, going outside and watching them do tricks on their scooter or it's because it's so, it gets so easy just to get busy. Yeah. And so I think just cultivating that you know, you're lovely, like talking to my kids, like you're lovely in this moment and I can see you and I just appreciate you right now. Mm -hmm. Um, and that it it does take conscious effort. Like how am I going to show my kids now that I'm paying attention to them, but they love it. They love before I'm, even if I'm sitting there working on my couch on my computer, just patting, you know, the seat beside me and closing my laptop for a couple of minutes and just talking to them. It just makes a big difference. Yeah, no, I agree. And I'm going to, I'm going to take your lead on that one and go ahead and talk (laughs) about my recent lovely is, you know, we've been going through this big transition with, you know, the older kids in school and Ellie at home for the most part. And so that's been, it's a, been a big change of pace after seven years of homeschooling mm-hmm. and realizing that you know my younger kids are really not going to have those same memories of having been homeschooled as my older kids and you know all the emotions that come with that yeah. but having Ellie with me all the time it almost though takes me back to when I just had Roman my oldest because he was three before I had another kid And so it's like, okay, here I am with just me and a three-year-old again. And so I'm trying to, like, speak into her, even though, you know, she has to play a lot by herself and stuff while I'm working. I'm trying to be like, oh, we get to go run errands today, just the two of us, and kind of try to make her feel special. Like, oh, you, you get to be the special one to just get to do these things with mom. And then I actually sat down with her last week and I played like the Doc McStuffins matching game. And we're trying to like make sure we're reading before she takes her nap together and like having those things set in our day. So she feels like I'm not just the whole day going, okay, you need to play. Like, I know I'm sitting here on my computer right next to you, but you need to play. And so it's, and then that doesn't come naturally to me. I don't like just want to sit and play games with a three-year-old. I am not like the little kid person. I much prefer being able to have like a good discussion with my 12-year-old. And so it takes a lot of effort for me to do that. But then it's so rewarding to have her feel like, you know, oh, mom sat and played. She'll talk about it for days. Oh, we played the game, you know. So it's really rewarding, even though it's not my natural inclination to do it. So it's good in that way, even though we're having this big, hard transition and life looks totally different to be making the most of the time that I have and trying to be more intentional. Yeah. And I love, I love how you said, like, make it a habit too, like a book before nap time yeah. or, I mean, cause once it becomes a habit, it's so much easier to do. Like, cause yeah. I read to my little kids, um, they lay in bed and I sit there and read out loud to them, but it's just a habit now. So, yeah. you know, so yeah. like I pull up my Kindle and I read from there. So the room's dark and they're all cozy in their bed and I read for like 10 or 10 or 15 minutes and then it's like a habit. Yeah. Um, so any, any ways that we can cultivate those habits. I love yep. how you're doing that too. Oh, thank you. Well, and the way that I'm really doing it with the older kids, which this is going to be kind of silly because it's going to sound like a total plug for myself. <laughs> but <laughs> And it also feels like kind of a cop out because I have always, it's been really hard for me to read aloud with them, which sounds ridiculous because I'm a voiceover artist. But for some reason, it's just hard for me. I've always felt like there are so many other things we're struggling to get through to sit down and just do the read alouds. And so doing the same page where I'm actually like producing read alouds that are for all these people to listen to, I'm using them with my own kids. And I kind of thought, I had mentioned this to you before, that they'd be like, mom, we don't want to listen to you doing this. But they actually like it, which is so gratifying. It's like the biggest compliment that I could get that my own kids actually want to listen to The Wizard of Oz. And, you know, they have fun listening to themselves, of course, too. But it's so fun that we'll get in the car and they'll say, well, is there another chapter of The Wizard of Oz? And so that's really been 
a fun way for us to connect and in a different way than I think probably other families are also because not only are they enjoying the story, but they're also critiquing me. kind of funny like oh mom especially my 12 year old he's like I like the voice you use for this character I would have maybe done something different with this character and so it's just so funny to hear all the discussions that are coming out of us listening to it together and stuff so and the cool thing is they'll have that like forever you know they're like their kids could listen to that I mean yeah it's so fun yeah it's really fun to be able to to have that with them and it's a special and I started listening and loved it. I cannot wait to start sharing it with my kids. Oh, so I'm so I just glad. Listening today, so I'm excited. Yeah, it's so much fun. I'm really enjoying it. I'm almost done recording The Wizard of Oz. And I didn't realize, you know, brace yourselves, people. Actually, it'll already have been out by now. But there are some chapters coming up that are so long. I was reading. I was like, oh, my goodness. Like, I've been recording for 25 minutes. What is going on? These are so long. But it's it's been really fun and a really big challenge. And I'm having a ton of fun with it. So That's awesome. I yeah. love that. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming back on the show, Trisha. It was a joy as always. Oh, I always love talking to you anytime. Yes, well, thank you. And I hope your book does really well and everybody needs to run out and grab a copy. Well, thank you. I hope it'll help a lot of people. I know um, the tools help me, so I hope they help a lot of people. Absolutely. Okay, well, I will talk to you again soon, I'm sure. Sounds great. Okay, bye. Bye. Trish is awesome. I just love her transparency and everything that she brings to us from her own life experiences and these amazing things that she's done in parenting over so many years. I just so value her wisdom and I hope you got a lot out of this episode and that you're really going to enjoy her book. Again, make sure you're following me at Mackenzie Coppa on Instagram so you can enter the giveaway for her brand new book, Calming Angry Kids. If you want any of the show notes from this episode, you can go to bullturquoise.com forward slash 086 where you you can find links to her books. You can buy it off of Amazon and all of that good stuff. Also, be on the lookout because Trisha and I have a little project we are working on together that I can't tell you guys about yet, but it's going to be so fun and I'm so excited about it. So be sure to be tuning in regularly. Be sure you've subscribed to the podcast if you haven't so far so that you can be in the know on this fun project that Trisha and I will be coming out with probably early in 2019. It's a little insider information there for you. All right, ladies, go join our Patreon community, patreon.com slash cultivating the lovely. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, you know, all the places. Leave those ratings and reviews in iTunes. I love you guys more than my luggage. And until next week, when I'm back with the incomparable Michael and Smith, so excited about her book. And it was a really fun conversation. So be sure you tune in for that. But until then, go be bold and gracious. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 